everybody. I'm Maxwell Faulkner, and welcome to another edition of the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. We have a very special segment today, the worst people in sports. So I've talked about how the news media today likes to show the worst people in sports as heroes. They glorify them because of their political stances. Have you ever noticed that their stances usually relate to athletes who hate America? Honestly, can you think of any athlete that is pushing to love America that's in the mainstream media? You can't because it doesn't fit the media's narratives. Now, I want to bring our attention to the next athlete who just seems to hate America. The country she was born in. The country that allowed her to play soccer for a profession. The country that allows her to stand on stage and rant about her feelings without receiving any punishment for it. I'm talking about Megan Rapinoe. First, who is Megan Rapinoe? I'm sure most of us know her from her soccer days on the United States women's national team. She started playing for them during the 2011 FIFA World Cup and stayed with the team up until the 2023 World Cup. During her time on the team, they won the 2015 and 2019 FIFA World Cups. They also won a gold medal in the Olympics back in 2012. In 203 career games and a 12-year span on the national team, Rapinoe scored 63 goals and had 73 assists, which isn't too bad in my book. In fact, I'm a little impressed with those stats. Megan was a very solid soccer player or football player for the rest of the world. So now you're probably asking me uh, if she was such a great player, why is she considered one of the worst people in sports, Max? It's not her career stats that upsets me. It's when she filed a discrimination lawsuit against the United States Soccer Federation. Now, it could get detailed on her kneeling before the flag to join in and support Colin Kaepernick. And that is another reason why she is one of the worst people in sports. But I'm going to stick to the facts as to why this lawsuit was just a stunt to make her famous inside of the media world. First, when you hear that men and women should be receiving equal pay inside of sports, we all are probably initially thinking, well, that makes sense. I mean, it's just a person kicking a ball into a goal, right? Why wouldn't men and women receive equal pay? For those of you that do not understand how the sports entertainment or movie industry works, I can understand why you would turn a blind eye and jump on this protest with no turning back. Just so you know, that's not how it works. In movies and TV shows, the way they make money is due to viewership. The more people that tune into the show or the more people that go to the movies, the more money that the movie or the show will make. So going back to sports, the more people that watch the game on TV or the more people that go to the game and sit in seats, the more money athletes and the sports industry makes. Let me ask you a question. If you had the choice to watch the World Cup with Lionel Messi or Megan Rapinoe in it, which World Cup would you watch? 
if you said Megan Rapinoe, <laughs> you are lying to yourself. Lionel Messi is probably one of the most dominating players the football world has ever seen. If you have the chance to watch him, the majority of people will do that since men's soccer is simply more exciting to watch. Quick fact. Did you know that back in 2015, the United States women's national team lost to a youth Byron Munich club team, which had 15-year-old boys on it? 15. Star player Carly Lloyd stated, they should beat us. They're bigger, stronger, and faster. Can we at least agree that watching bigger, stronger, and faster players is more satisfying? No? Let's take a step back and go to a different sport. Same topic, different sport. Let's talk about the NBA and the WNBA. Why do you think that both leagues are played at different points in the year? Basketball is normally played during the winter time, hence why the NBA plays during that time. Why would the WNBA play in the summertime? It's because the sports industry understands that more people would watch the NBA rather than the WNBA if they both were playing at the same time. Even though they know this and did this in order to try and make more money for the NBA league and players, they are still hemorrhaging money. On average, the WNBA loses about $10 million per year. Now, you might be asking, how can this be? It's because no one is watching or going to the games. When I was living in LA, I remember a couple clients bragging with excitement on how they were going to the LA Sparks game. I was excited for them because they were excited, but what they told me the next day is exactly why the WNBA is losing money. My client told me there was hardly anyone there. It's such a difference watching the NBA and the WNBA. The girls tend to miss a lot of shots. We left at halftime. They left at halftime? Now, I'm not bashing on women's basketball, just so we're clear. I was a head women's varsity basketball coach for three seasons, and I loved every minute of it. The girls worked hard at practice every day and improved every day, and because of their determination, we won a sectional championship. Also, the students' parents were very supportive and showed up to every game. It was a lot of fun to see. There's a difference, though, when it turns pro. I'm assuming the parents of the athletes still go to the games or at least watch it on TV. But what about the people who are not a part of the family? The fans? The viewers? Where are they? To finish up on the NBA compared to the WNBA, here are some quick comparisons on revenue. The NBA brings in $10 billion every year, while the WNBA brings in $60 million. The highest paid player in the NBA is Stephen Curry, making $48 million per year, while the highest paid player in the WNBA, Jewel Lloyd, is making $228,094. Now, hold on, hold on. I'm sure you're jumping out of your seat and saying, well, that's not fair. Here is the reason why there was such a difference in pay. The average viewership for the 2022 NBA Finals was 12.4 million people per game. 
The average viewership for the 2022 WNBA Finals was 412,000. Do we understand the difference now? Based on how many people are going to the games or watching it on TV dictates how much revenue can be put into players' contracts. In other words, if people want to see you, they'll pay you. Now, let's get back to Megan Rapinoe and soccer. In the 2023 Women's FIFA World Cup, they generated $570 million, which is the highest they've ever had. That's great news for the women because they will receive more money because they generated more viewers. In the men's 2020 FIFA World Cup, they generated $5.8 billion, which was also the highest ever. So based on the revenue generated, do we honestly believe that men and women should be equally paid when the men have generated more money? If you still said yes, since the women made $570 million, that would mean the soccer federation would go into the red because the women weren't able to generate as much money as the men did. So you would lose money. Or maybe, do you believe that since the men generated all this money, they should give it to the girls because they made so much of it that they have spare money to give to the women? That's not how it works, everybody. You don't get paid more for doing less. Football is hard work. You want to make more money? Earn it. Here's a quick quote coming from ex-MMA women's fighter Ronda Rousey on this matter. She said, I think that how much you get paid should have something to do with how much money you bring in. I'm the highest paid fighter. Not because Dana and Lorenzo wanted to do something nice to the ladies. They do it because I bring them the highest numbers. They do it because I make the most money. And I think that the money that they make should be proportionate to the money that they bring in. Woo! Damn! Ronda Rousey, you are a badass. So, based on these facts that I just brought up... Instead of blaming the soccer federation or the United States as being misogynistic, wouldn't it make more sense to figure out how to put more people in the seats and more eyes on the TV? Maybe more endorsements like Nike, Samsung, Vitamin Water, or even Subway would help this cause. Oh, wait, Megan Rapinoe already has those endorsements. Hmm. Here's a thought. Maybe... More people would be interested in watching the United States women's national team if the players playing for the team actually wanted to play for their country rather than their opinions. Aren't you supposed to be playing for the people? If you all would have stood during the national anthem, I bet more people in your country would have tuned in. So your fight for equal pay doesn't make sense based on the facts I just told everyone and... It also seems like you don't even want people in your own country to watch you anyway. To sum it all up, and to bring up the bad juju Megan Rapinoe brought to the team, she missed a penalty kick in the 2023 World Cup and they lost to Sweden. Megan was retiring from the United States women's national team after this World Cup, and during a press conference interview, she was asked what her most memorable moment was while being part of the team. 
she stated, equal pay. I know that we've used our special talent to do something that's changed the world forever. I think that means the most for me. Okay. I can see how people would take this as a positive message, but I'm sorry, it is not. Megan Rapinoe and people like her continue to believe that the world is against them and that they don't have equal rights. She claims to be a victim. Megan, you are not a victim. You were an athlete for the United States of America that gives you the right to play a sport for a living. Your net worth is just over $7 million from playing a game where you kick a ball into a net with barely anybody watching. You're not a victim. You're a millionaire. You have more money than any fan watching you. Your message to those people is that you're all oppressed? <laughs> Again, why does the media continue to glorify athletes who hate our country? Why aren't we focused on the athletes that continue to say how blessed and grateful they are to play for a country that gives them the right to play a sport for money? This victim mentality from these so-called heroes the media loves to portray are only bringing people down. Instead of working hard and pushing yourself to be what you want to be and to be the best you can be at what you want to become, these athletes have turned people into the oppressed causing you to blame everyone else for your problems. We need less victims and more proud American athletes inside of sports. Megan Rapinoe, you are not a proud American inside of sports. Your victimhood has only brought more divide and more hate inside of the world. Recently, Megan Rapinoe tore her Achilles during the National Women's Soccer League Championship, which could potentially end her career. In the post-match press conference, Rapinoe stated, I'm not a religious person or anything, and if there was a God, like, this is proof that there isn't. Oh, wonderful. Apparently, God is supposed to keep you young forever so you can continue to push your false narratives on the world. You know, I, I actually feel sorry for Megan. I do. It makes sense to me now why she is such a bitter human being. She does not have God in her life. She does not believe that there is a God. I hope she finds God. I hope God can help her to find her path to help people in the world rather than spreading false ideology based on no facts or evidence. Megan, when you find God, you will find peace. When she finds God, I'm sure I'll rethink my position about her. But until then, that is why everyone, Megan Rapinoe is one of the worst people in sports. Hey, thank you everybody for coming out to the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. Please like, comment, and subscribe. I would love to hear what you have to say about this. How do you feel about Megan Rapinoe being one of the worst people inside of sports? Whether you agree or you disagree, I would love to have a nice conversation with you. And as always, everybody, a new episode of the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast comes out this week. We will see you then. Thanks, everybody.